It is July, and your NBA team is not the same, but I'll tell you what is. It's Burgers and Brats with your hosts, Braxton Poe and Matt Marks. We're back after another month off, but hey, Matt, we're on Apple Podcasts, Burgers and Brats. A lot can happen in a month. I know, we've got about a thousand subscribers, I'm pretty sure. I yep. think it's up there. I'm liking it. We've made a lot of progress. A lot of people chiming in on Twitter. I like they to are. see that. Our Twitter has been all, it's been good so far. Lots of comments, lots of good posts. But yeah, looking Burgers Brats on Twitter. So just follow us there. And we got Jacob Clements here today. It's great to be back, y'all. Good to have you back, Jacob. There's a lot happening, and I know there's a lot you want to say, a lot of hot takes. Man, the NBA world has exploded. I'm loving I it. mean, Next I don't know about great. y'all. Yeah, the West is wide open. Like, this is like a whole new territory as far as NBA is concerned. We don't actually have to pencil on the Warriors for once. It's been a long time because Warriors have dominated this league, and then LeBron before that. Now, I mean, it could Same. be anybody. And there's a lot of, like, these super team duos around the league. I mean, it's crazy. I'll tell you about my new favorite uh, super team duo that was formed. Russell Westbrook and James Harden. Man, this is going to be a fun Rockets team to watch. I'm so excited for it. Now, Jacob, I have to ask you. uh, Probably about a couple months ago, you were really a diehard Oklahoma City Thunder fan. (laughs) What happened, and why did you switch your allegiance so quickly when uh, not... Russell Westbrook, but when Paul George was shipped out, you quickly said, I'm off this bandwagon. Why? You know, I really, I just kind of felt that I really needed to be more consistent with who I was rooting for, and I really needed to go back to the hometown team, the Houston Rockets. Hey, I'm with you, man. We're all rooting for the Houston now. We're all on the bandwagon. I want to see Russ and Harden, or yeah, Russ and Harden get that ring. Only two, only superpower duo in the NBA to have both won MVPs. And the Rockets actually made a blockbuster trade without blowing up their team, too. They kept Clint Capella. They kept Gordon. They kept P.J. Tucker. Plus, they added to Austin Rivers as well, decent backup point guard. Plus, they added Tyson Chandler. This is going to be a fun team to watch. And a team that went toe-to-toe with the Warriors. The Warriors gone. Sky's the limit for the Rockets right now. You know what I really want to see happen in two years is... Kevin Durant sign in Houston and just bring back the trio that Oklahoma City had that never panned out. That would be amazing. Well, with Mike D'Antoni, too. I mean, Mike D'Antoni is clearly a better coach than Billy Donovan. And, you know, really, his coaching acumen is clearly better. I've said it for so long that Billy Donovan needs to be canned. But I was talking to a buddy of mine, and he had a good point. He said, now they're in a full rebuild mode, Billy Donovan ain't going anywhere. He's going to oversee this. And if you're an Oklahoma City fan, you should be very scared. Isn't it crazy, though, they got rid of Russell Westbrook and Paul George before Billy Donovan? Yeah, well, and you can think, Kawhi. Kawhi destroyed... The Oklahoma City Thunder in a span of a week. Actually, Damian Lillard destroyed the Thunder with that shot it's a very that Paul George too. could not block at all. I mean, it's crazy. I mean, that shot, I mean, yeah, that ended hopes, but they still had a team. I mean, you had Russell, yeah. and you had yeah. Paul George, and you add another piece, and you're there. But in a matter of a week, that team's gone. No I mean, more Jeremy Grant, and you add Mike Muscala. You, you add- got rid of him for a first-round pick? I mean, that's a great pickup for Denver, but Oklahoma City, they just want the pick. I just got rid of him, but is Steven Adams next, or is he going to stay? I mean, it I looks mean, like he's going to stay, but they could ship him out, too. You never I mean, know. It's like that last scene in the last episode of The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air when Will Smith is just standing there all alone and there's nothing there. I would hate to be Steven <laughs> Adams right now. That's essentially what he's feeling like. Yeah. 
There is no one left from that. I oh, mean, oh, we can't forget Danilo Gallinari. Yeah, you and got Gallin- Chris Paul. I can see we're bringing back the Oklahoma City Hornets. <laughs> I mean, look, Chris Paul will be fun to watch, but he needs to be traded somewhere where he'll have a chance to win because he's getting old. That's oh, yeah. what it is. He's getting old. And they've been trying to trade him, and talks have stalled now because... You can't get rid of his contract. You essentially, you trade Russell and you get Chris Paul, and they're both these—they're both making like forty million dollars the next three to four years. Yeah. And so, who's no one has room to take on that salary? I mean, Chris Paul's aging. No one wants that. No yeah. one wants. So you get the picks, but Oklahoma City now has got this large contract still. That how are you going to try to move? Right. I now? mean, essentially, what um, the Rockets ownership group and Mooney did was they took their problem and pushed it off onto someone else. And then they didn't have to worry about it. That really, it's it's just a business move, but that was great business acumen right there. Well, they've still got the Russell contract, but it's it's a better player. He's younger. Younger, player, younger yeah. better. So he's more worth the money instead of Chris Paul. Oh, yeah. And plus, with him and Harden having already played together, professed a love of playing together with arguably an all-star sub-center in Clint Capella with a decent bench, Something that really Russell Westbrook hasn't had in a while, a decent bench, so he can actually rest. Yeah. This is going to be this is going to be lethal. The pressure is off Russ, and he can just do his own things. Yeah, good coach, good bench, a better um, person to play with. And better home. city. Better city. <laughs> now, that, again, an Oklahoma City Thunder fan here that you quickly switched allegiance, so you are really bashing everything that you believed in for the last couple of years. People's hey, opinions can change. It's like the LeBron bandwagon. bandwagon. We're hopping on the Russ bandwagon, baby. I mean, you're following him to Houston, and that will be a fun team to watch. Speaking of LeBron, though, AD to the Lakers with, with basically just a whole bunch of young players in Lonzo Ingram um, to pair with Zion and a bunch of picks in New Orleans. I mean, you have to wonder, who won that trade? L.A., obviously. They're going to well, contend next year. L.A. for now. If you saw earlier in an interview, I think, that Anthony Davis did with either First Take or The Jump on TV, he said that it's a one-year deal. He's here for one year. So he could... He's not going back to New Orleans. Well, no, he's not going back to New Orleans, but he could jump ship next free agency and go somewhere else. Mm -hmm. So it's not guaranteed that he's going to play with LeBron the rest of his career. He may be out of L.A. after one year, depending on what happens. Pelicans right now, I think, are the youngest team in the NBA, too. I mean, you have Zion who is essentially filling the role that A.D. had um, and, you know, is going to have a lethal rookie season. You know, you have a little bit less pressure on, you know, like Lonzo and all that because you're not getting coached by LeBron. I mean, really, I think this New Orleans team is going to be fun to watch. He'd be better if he was coached by LeBron. Bruh. Bruh. LeBron coaches way to, like, six straight NBA – or eight straight NBA finals. I mean, yeah, but also if you're the coach of the Lakers, you have to feel pointless right now. So hey, you essentially do nothing. I'm down with that. I'd be fine with that. I think it's tough to coach LeBron because you really aren't a coach. I mean, you are coaching, but it's LeBron has so much of a say on the team. He knows more that, than you. That, yeah, I mean, it's it's, it, it, it's tough to be in that spot. And um, you know, I mean, the last with Luke Walton. I mean, I mean that was just were a the mess. Same draft class. Yeah, it was I a mean, mess for him. You know, he came off. 
to LA off a great season where he filled in for Steve Kerr when they ran off like 25 straight wins with yeah, the Warriors. We, we thought he was a great coach, but then now they had But you see, together. and he just couldn't yeah. keep the locker room together. The team fell apart on him. And, and you have to coach that Warriors team to 30 straight mm-hmm. wins. Oh, you can get anybody yeah. off the street. I mean, what are you really coaching? <laughs> I mean, honestly, come on. Also, though, I mean, you know, all power to the West and all that. I mean, even with Kawhi and Paul George going to the Clippers, Katie and Kyrie and DeAndre Jordan on the Nets, though. I mean, you think even with KD being out that they're going to you know, give no. Milwaukee a run for their money? No. No. Nets got work to do, but they're going to still be good. But let me tell you this. This is where Kevin Durant's trying to, as I've seen on TV, people talking about, hopefully maybe you guys agree with this or whatever, Kevin Durant is trying to change his name, trying to change his legacy right now, okay? With Oklahoma City, he was the icon, okay? Mm-hmm. Him and Russ, they were the icons of the city. And then... He moves on to the Warriors, and everyone calls him a snake, a cupcake, whatever you want to put in there. And so now he's trying to change that narrative and say, look, if I can make the Nets great, then that's where his legacy is. He's mm-hmm. kind of reverting back to his old form. People will still call him a snake. He's, that's kind of tainting his legacy because he went the easy route to get a ring. If he really wanted to um, help it, though, he'd go to the Knicks, where he had no help, and then carry them. I'm glad, and I told you this, I'm glad he didn't go to the Knicks. The Knicks are a dumpster fire. That organization is so poorly run from their owner down, it's awful. I'm glad he didn't go to the Knicks. Nets will be a fun place to try to win, though. I swear, if you put a picture of a cow turd and the Knicks logo right next to each other, they're essentially going to be the same. I mean, the Nets are clearly the better destination in New York. And that is what we call (laughs) art. All of your imagination. It's abstract. But the Nets are clearly better. I mean, this is going to be, you know, a team, not necessarily this year, but, you know, when KD gets back, you know, who knows what they'll do next free agency. They're going to be amazing. Yeah, I mean, it will be interesting. I mean, Kevin Durant's not playing now. Maybe there's a chance I mean, if the Nets make the playoffs, he can come back, but I think he's out, deemed out the whole year. He's out the whole year. So, he's coming back from a torn Achilles, though. Will he be, he's the, not same? Gonna be the same? He's not going to be the same. He's going to average less, he's going to play less. It's going to be a different KD from here on out. Which is really unfortunate. Mm-hmm. Really unfortunate that it happened in the playoffs. The and Warriors if we don't see really the full strength Kevin Durant. And we see Kyrie can't really play with the dynamic uh, other superstar. So mm-hmm. And he's not going to carry this Nets team. Kyrie was such a big disappointment in Boston. I mean, that was a team. You had him and Gordon Hayward, and they did better without, with, but without, with them both out that year mm-hmm. before when they made it almost to the finals. That team was going to sweep the Warriors, we thought. And then um, Kyrie Irving was just a cancer to the locker room. I think Kimba will be a good pickup. I yeah. think Kimba will fit really well, much better than Kyrie. Kimba, and then also Boston's underrated pickup, Ennis Canner. He did really good in the playoffs for Portland. He's going to be amazing in Boston. Well, they're going to need him because Al Horford went on to Philly. So I mean, yeah. he's going to fit in real well and be a big rebounding machine. And then they've also got Daniel Thies to be their uh, other center as well. So, that, you know, they're, they're going to – and he can shoot threes. So they're going to have a good combo. Speaking of Philly, though, a lot of people have been picking, picking them as the dark horse for the finals next year. I'm not really seeing it, but – I think you look at – I think Milwaukee is still yeah. sitting very pretty, and I think Milwaukee can get there. Um, they just know. signed Kyle Korver, too. Yeah. yeah. So, sharpshooter. Yeah, I mean, they yeah they did trade Brogdon, um, you know, off their team. But they've still got a really good core. Most of their players back added on some players. So, it's going to be a real good team that should still be a top seed. We'll see what Toronto does. And if they can still stay up there. You lost Kawhi, but you still have most of that team back as well. So, it'll be fun to watch. Philly will be right up there. And then there's the Celtics. So, that's going to be a tough top four right there in the East. 
and then you got the Nets kind of out, you know, hanging on there, and then you'll see what like teams. Yeah. You know, we'll see what the Heat can make, you know, be a splash. But I see teams that aren't going to be great. The Knicks aren't going to be great. The Hornets are going to be extremely bad. Um, and you know, Pacers, Magic, maybe a seven-eight seed, maybe Detroit a seven-eight seed. Maybe you got the D Hawks Rose. Can get up there. Maybe yeah. the Hawks can sneak in the playoffs. That's true. But again, it's still going to be this league of those top four or five teams fighting it out. And and I don't see it. I don't see a six, seven, or eight seed. You know, I th- I see them all getting bounced in the first round. It's going to be these top four, or the top five. three, top four teams. Yeah, for sure. Now, okay, so y'all have already kind of going on to the East. Who do you think really is going to be a good playoff team in the West? Kind of like if you had to pick eight. Well, if I had to pick eight, man, I'd have to you know really yeah. think through this. But yeah. I think we talked about Houston. I think Houston will be extremely fun to watch. The Lakers should make the playoffs, but I don't see them as high as maybe people would want to put them. I honestly see the Lakers as a six or seven seed. Not mm-hmm. not extremely high. But you got a good Utah team. Denver should be back right where they're at. I mean, so those are some teams that I see making. You know, personally for me, I want to see the Mavericks make at least a seven or eight seed. You know, if they can get some, you know, I like what they've done in the offseason and you get Porzingis back. But I, I really see the Denver, Utah, Houston, you know, the Clippers should be right in there as well. But I don't see the Lakers as high as maybe some people think and they're going to win the finals now or be a one, two, or three. I think they're going to be a six and seven. Yeah, I mean, we also, I mean, we can't forget about the Warriors. I mean, yeah, they plays out. They're not making know. the playoffs. Oh, I don't know. I think I think they may, but it may be a lower seed. I mean, they're clearly the not as good a team. Clay's out almost the entire year. Steph can't carry a team. We've seen that. They, they do have D'Angelo Russell now, though. They did but, lose Iguodala, they, which is a huge. And play. that was a big trade. But I, I think I think they can make the playoffs as a lower seed as well. But you have D'Angelo Russell, who had a great season last year, and you've got Steph, who, I mean, he's a phenomenal shooter. So, I mean, the big thing's going to be defense. The big Clay, thing is going to be some... so much. Yeah, mm-hmm. but you still have Draymond. Yeah. You still have Draymond as well. You Draymond. get 10-point triple-double. Yeah, <laughs> let's see it. Let's see it happen. So, um, all right, any sort of, like, dark horse teams in general that you think would be, like, good in the playoffs, you think you might ch- who might challenge, anything like that? Just Denver and Portland. I think they'll be up there again. Young mm-hmm. team, so Denver's got all that playoff experience under their belt now. Two game sevens, yeah. almost making it to the Western Conference Finals. They're young. Jamal Murray just signed the new five-year, four-year contract. So, I think and he's back. a really underrated point guard too. Really underrated. Mm-hmm. Really Plus, underrated. with the Jeremy Grant addition, that's going to be a fun, that's going to be a fun team. It's going to be a good team. Give mm-hmm. Jokic some rest instead of having Plumlee go in. Okay. Oh, and then we got Paul Millsap back for another year. So. Mm-hmm. Be good. It'll be interesting to see how the Kings do. They were on the fringe last year and see if they can sneak in the playoffs finally um, after a long absence of not being in the playoffs. I've got, I've got the so. Kings making it as the eight seed instead of the Warriors. Yeah. That's why I've got it in there. And it'll be good to see if uh, how Memphis does with Ja and see how you know he can do. I mean, look, they still aren't going to be a playoff team. Oh, yeah. But, you know, he's a good piece to see, see how, how strong of a year he has. I mean, I honestly think Pelicans could make a good push for the playoffs. Um, potentially with that young core that they have. Um, I mean, I don't necessarily think that they will, but I think they could make a really good push and maybe end up as a nine seed. If they make the playoffs, it'd be an eight seed. So there's just, in my opinion, kind of the six through ten, there's going to be a lot of similarity right there. Yeah, six through ten, six through eleven, they're going to be, it's going to be really close. It will. So... All right, now changing uh, gears here a little bit. Um, obviously, kind of the big professional sport going on right now is Major League Baseball, um, America's pastime. Um, I kind of um, want to start off here 
um, kind of just like talking about some news around the league um, and kind of see what you all think about it. Um, the Orioles, as we all know, they're kind of the laughing stock of the AL right now, much like the Marlins are the laughing stock of the NL. Um, their pitcher, um, Asher Wachowski, I think that's how you say it. Good pronunciation. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Had um, pitched a one-hit game against the Red Sox. Um, obviously, you know, that's a one-off thing, but still, I mean, you have to commend that performance, especially. Um, the Twins uh, managed to knock down the A's a little bit, which is always good for my Astros and Mass Rangers. 1-7-6. Um, the Dodgers shut out and swept the abysmal Marlins. I mean, what do y'all think about the Marlins right now? I mean, really. Best franchise in history. Right now? Right you mean now. for like the last decade or whatever? <laughs> Trash? Thank you for staying. <laughs> Thank you. Um, the NL Central. We have to talk about this as well. This is an incredibly tight race right now. I mean, basically, you know, you have, you know, basically three of the teams right now that are all, you know, within two or three games of each other. What do you all kind of think about that? Well, this has always been a fun division of recent because, you know, the Cubs have been good. The Brewers are getting better. I mean, the Cardinals have always been, you know, good. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's a great franchise. So, I'm excited about this one. I still see it as the Cubs to lose. I mean, they're leading right now, but I still see it as the Cubs division to lose. But how interesting would it be if Milwaukee and St. Louis get the wild card spots Ooh. and you're seeing that whole that whole NL Central kind of being all in the playoffs. That would be fun to watch and that would make it some good baseball. Yeah, I would definitely like that. What do you think, Braxton? I'm down. <laughs> I'm down for it. Nice. So. <laughs> Love the Cubs. <laughs> now, I also have to talk about Pete Alonso tearing it up at the home run derby this year and knocking out Vlad Guerrero Jr. I mean, like, I really don't think after, oh gosh, what was it? He hit Vlad Guerrero Jr. hit like 90 some odd home runs in that derby that, like, we thought he would be a lockup for it. Pete Alonso came away with it. Well, if I you mean, hit that many, you're going to get tired. You're not going to hit as much in the final. True, but still. Yeah, I mean, he had 40 in, in that swing off, you know, that second round or whatever against uh, a Bellinger, and that was fun to watch. I mean, Fly Guerrero Jr. is a special player, and he just hit, I believe yesterday, uh, hit a, his first career grand slam. So, yeah. um, you know, this kid's going to be something really special. But, um, yeah, I mean, I didn't have Pete Alonso. Kind of a sneaky pick. Yeah. Um, so the Mets should be happy. Mets are winning at something. Mm -hmm. and they got their home run derby champion, so good for them. Now, I actually have to bring up Vlagero Jr. because, as we all know, he's been the most electrifying rookie this season. You know, call it from AAA, you know. I mean, obviously Toronto's not necessarily in a good spot, but, you know, he's been electrifying. But I actually, you know, as an Astros fan, I do want to bring up some numbers and compare him to another electrifying rookie that's, uh, that came up for the minors this year, Yordan Alvarez. Um, right now, um, I kind of like have some stats here to kind of compare. Vlad Guerrero Jr. has 260 at-bats uh, versus Alvarez's 114. Numbers, pretty statistically, once you take the ratios, are actually pretty similar. You have um, Alvarez 18 runs and 114, Vlad Guerrero 34 and 260. Alvarez 38 hits uh, versus 64. 33 RBIs and less at-bats versus Vlad Guerrero Jr.'s 31 at-bats. Uh, Alvarez is batting 333. Uh, Vlad Jr. is batting 246. I mean, kind of comparing the stats, I mean, obviously the team situations are completely different. But what do y'all kind of think about it? 
Well, I mean, I mean, a great comparison. Alvarez is really killed my Rangers watching, so I've gotten to see him up close. I mean, he's a scary hitter already as a rookie, and same with Vlad Guerrero Jr., just like his dad. I mean, he's you get a hold of that baseball, it's gone. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, and two different players, but they're both going to be making a big impact in the game for years to come, and that's kind of my two cents on it. Yeah. Anyone Couldn't have said it much better <laughs> myself. Thank you. I'm going to write it in a book, and just that's... Right there, bam. <laughs> now, okay, right now, um, the division leaders we have in the AL West, the Astros. In the Central, the Twins. AL East, the Yankees. Um, in the NL West, we have the Dodgers. NL Central, the Cubs. NL East, the Braves. Um, Y'all think that's going to change very much? Nope. I don't see much change at all except the NL Central could be. Everything else has been a you know, pretty big race. And the biggest surprise, I think, right now, if you're a Red Sox fan, you're going, what has been going on all going on all season? Chris Sale has not, has a terrible record, and, oh, yeah. you know, I mean, because they're not getting he's not getting any run support. And then the Red Sox are struggling. The Yankees are running away with the division. But I did say the Yankees were going to be really good. I even said the Yankees are probably going to win the World Series this year. Um, but the Dodgers are also killing it big time. So it'll be fun to watch. I'm not giving you any credit for your Astros. They are good, but I'm not giving you any love for them. But that's my two Give cents me love on for that. my Yankees, baby. I mean, the pickup of Edwin Encarnacion is incredible for the Yankees. I didn't think that would actually happen. The Yankees lineup is stacked. You've got DJ LeMay, who's doing a fantastic job coming from Colorado mm-hmm. in the offseason. You've got Edwin Encarnacion, who, again, the Mariners started 13-2 and this season. And completely, they're the worst now in the AL West. Completely turned it, turned it oh, 180 upside, down. Yeah, upside yeah. down really bad. Like, how do you start 13-2 and now you're crap? You met the Astros. That's what happens. <laughs> and so you get Edwin Encarnacion on the Yankees, and he's lighting it up. I mean, you go to the Yankees, and this is a scary lineup with Stan We've been and Judge the whole year. and injured, the and Gregorius is back. And you've got this team that's managed to go through all these injuries. And you've got CeCe Sabathia, who's retiring at the end of the year, but he's still going strong. Get him a ring, baby. Please get him another ring. Yeah. So, are you trying to bet on the World Series points? Yeah, I'm still going to go Astros, honestly. I mean, that's not just because I'm a hometown fan. I love the power that's coming into this lineup. Um, really, with Correa and Diaz getting back soon, um, even with White getting designated, um, and Straw potentially staying. Even though they're going with a four-man rotation right now, if they make a good trade for a good pitcher, say like Bumgarner, I mean, this is going to be this is going to be a fun time. And we all know because he's a hometown fan. <laughs> oh my You're gosh. trying to bet a Qdoba, Qdoba burrito? Yeah, why not? All right. Seeing the ALCS. And I witnessed a handshake <laughs> by the hometown fan. <laughs> well, we're betting on which team gets to the World Series, right? Which team gets to there, yeah. All right, Yankees. Astros. Astros. So, okay. Can't who, wait for my burrito. Who are y'all, uh, who are some teams right now that y'all think are going to make the wild cards? Well, right now, and looking at the stats currently, I mean, the wild card in the AL, um, you've pretty much, <laughs> it looks like you've got Tampa Bay and you've got Cleveland as the two spots right there. Um, and then the National League, you've got Washington. And, uh, well, Milwaukee is tied with the Cubs right now, or close to it. And so, no, it's Milwaukee Milwaukee and Washington. I mean, look, it's still got a lot of season left. A lot of teams are still in this. Um, I don't, It's hard to tell right now who's, who's going to be a dark horse. I think if you look at the Red Sox, they've got to get their act together, and we'll see by the trade deadline if they're going to do anything. Um, but, you know, Nationals have been hot, so I think the Nationals will, will get a spot. Mm-hmm. Um, but now you're looking at who gets the other spot. Again, is it going to come I mean, out of the National League Central? We'll see. Yeah, and, I mean, you also have to remember for the Red Sox, you have to get through Tampa Bay, too, at this point. 
And so yeah, I mean, I mean, and Tampa Bay started off hot, and they're still great. They're still yeah. a good ball club, but I mean, they can be beat. But oh, the Red yeah. Sox are being themselves. They're not hitting right. They're not getting enough run support. I mean, their pitching's been bad at times. So the whole team is not as hot and collective as they were last year. Oh, and it shows. Really. It's it's not the same team. It really does. Um, now, like as well, um, kind of moving on. What do y'all think are uh, some like trade predictions? Well, I mean, look, you, you've heard Madison Bumgarner being talked. Um, you know, it's it's really hard to tell me. Zach Granke's been another name that could be moved, but you know the Diamondbacks have kind of gone hot now, so maybe they won't make a deal like that. I mean, it's really hard to tell. I mean, there's a lot of rumors going around. You look at teams in, that are in contention that could use some help. I mean, I, I Yankees probably will just try to find another pitcher, but yet they really don't need them, but they may. Um, you've got a team, you know, the Astros, and I'm sure you'll talk about that. So I'm not, I'll let you mention oh, yeah. them. But you know, the the Atlanta Braves could maybe use another starter. Uh, the Dodgers look pretty well. And then if you're the Cubs, Brewers, you're kind of going back and forth. And who's going to maybe get another starting pitcher to help them out or another strong reliever in that bullpen? I mean, we saw how good the Brewers' bullpen has been. Add another reliever, and, I mean, that's, that's scary stuff right there. Yeah, now I know uh, with the Astros specifically, um, a lot of – Syndergaard has been kind of tied to him. I'm not necessarily buying that right now because the Mets are kind of in kind of that, like, middle ground. If they were doing a little bit worse, I could see it. Um, I've been hearing Bumgarner, um, just so the Giants could potentially sell off a little bit, um, maybe get that third ace, get a lefty. Um, and then as well, I've been hearing Marcus Stroman. Um, now, actually, with the Rangers, I have some interesting news on this and the Yankees. Um, uh, a reporter in Houston um, actually found out that the Yankees sent scouts to the Astros-Rangers game today, um, or not today, but previously in the series this weekend, to watch Mike Miner pitch in potential in a potential trade offer type thing. Yeah, I mean Mike Miner looks like he could be gone because the Rangers are looking to sell. They've lost seven in a row. They really have not started out the second half the way they needed to be. And so now if the Rangers do sell, he's probably a likely name. But in my personal opinion, I like to keep him. He's been the ace of the team. He's done a great job for us. Yeah. All yeah. right. Any final words? Chase for twenty eight. Ooh. So what are we getting? Are we doing a little uh, cook? You know, what are we sharing a burger and brought with, right? I mean, yeah. Who we who we looking Mariano at? Mariano Rivera. Why is that? What happened this just, weekend? Just what happened him, this weekend? He got inducted, first unanimous player inducted into the Baseball Hall of Fame. So congrats to Mo, greatest closer of all time. I'm actually um, this is not just because I'm an Astros fan, but I have to go to George Springer. So because Homer, um, hometown at, fan. At the uh, Astros Angels game um, last uh, this past week, um, there's a kid that showed up who lives in California, who's a huge Astros fan, and he has a stuttering problem. So does George Springer, and so Springer actually came up, played catch with him, gave him his hat, all this type of stuff, and it was really just a heartwarming moment, and I really love seeing that. So I have to go, George Springer. So there are four teams in California, and he's an Astros fan. He is an Astros fan. Did he move from Texas? I think he did, yeah. Okay, that makes sense. <laughs> and I'm going to go with Shane Lowry. He won hey. this weekend at the Open. So, oh, nice. good job for him. Did you watch Tiger play at all? I did not. I was really sad. And, he, you know, he even admitted that he's getting old. And, yeah. it, and he's, the injuries are getting to him. I hated yeah. to hear that. Yeah, hated to hear that. Cold conditions, windy. Wasn't a good weekend for him. His old body. Yeah. But he's taking a few weeks off. So, he'll be back for the playoffs, he said. So I'm not going to be watching any golf without Tiger. 
Yeah. I want to see Tiger and I want to see Phil Mickelson do some good things. Yeah. That's what I want to see. It's about time we really get them kind of integrated back in and all that. So. Tiger just won the Masters. I know, but still. <laughs> I mean, they're back, they're back in. They're back in. Phil Mickelson specifically, but Tiger, I mean, you know, consistently wins. I don't want to see winning. Phil, man. I don't like Phil. So. You don't like Lefty? I don't like Lefty. Mm. Dang. Heard he was not a nice guy. Well, I can't confirm that. But <laughs> I like watching Phil play. He seems like a cool guy. But I don't know. No. I don't know him personally. It's just my opinion. Yeah, did you miss the Tiger winning the Masters thing? Is that it? No, I saw that and I was very happy about April it. April was a good month. It April, was a good month. April was a good month. It was good. Yeah. The Sunday Red. It's always iconic. It is. Can't beat it. Except for this weekend. We didn't get to see yeah, well. It. Yeah. But congrats to Shane, though. He got, <laughs> yeah, he got, he got his win. Got a win for him. So. Yeah, make sure you're following us on Spotify, Twitter, Apple Podcasts, Burgers Brots. Yeah, great episode. And yeah. when you said Apple Podcast, I keep thinking Apple Pie, and I blame you, Clemens, for that. But hey, Never follow tried us. Apple Pie. Really? Uh-uh. Well, you're missing out. It's incredibly delicious. Well, you know what else is delicious? The Twitter conversation. Keep it going. It's going good. Yeah, keep replying and uh, getting a good conversation. We got a lot of LeBron MJ conversation going on. <laughs> and um, uh, Westbrook with Curry shooting. And Kobe top five all time. Ooh. You guys think? Question mark. And LeBron not being good. Alright, you're never coming back long. <laughs> Alright, but thanks for listening. <laughs>